who would later earn a Ph.D. in the United States and become a senior Nigerian government official, have come through these adverse experiences with no apparent damage to his mental health. His case and others among the Hausa seemed to challenge the most authoritative Western thinking of the time on infant development. In this book, we consider many such challenges from all over the known world of Asia, Africa, Europe, Latin America, and the Pacific. We also set contemporary variations in parental ideas and practices in a historical perspective. Over the last 3,000 years, the standards for parenting were shaped by humankind's reliance on family-based agriculture and animal husbandry. But since 1800, and particularly in the early 20th century, lifestyles in the developed, urban, industrial, and post-industrial countries, and more recently, in some of the less developed, poor, agrarian countries, have changed how we parent. Since 90% of the world's children are currently being raised in the agrarian countries, we consider the questions that their practices raise for American parents. If American parents knew more about child-rearing elsewhere in the world, they might have a better chance of evaluating and perhaps resisting advice directed to them from the media, the Internet, and the experts. Margaret Mead made this point in her classic Growing Up in New Guinea in 1930, arguing that cross-cultural diversity in parenting is like an experiment. We can benefit from the experience of parents elsewhere before trying new practices ourselves. She initiated the project of recording parental experience in other cultures, a project in which we have participated for much of our lives, working in Africa, Latin America, and South Asia. In this book, we draw upon our observations and those of other anthropologists and child psychologists comparing American parents with parents from all over the world. As evidence on parenting in different cultures has accumulated over the 86 years since Margaret Mead published Growing Up in New Guinea, we have lost her confidence that reading the answers presented in the ways of life of different peoples is simple or straightforward. There have been too many hasty judgments of the parental practices of other peoples, ranging from condemnation to admiration. We need to examine those practices in greater depth from a child development perspective and particularly from the viewpoints of the parents in their cultures and ours. A few years back, a group of behavioral scientists openly recognized what anthropologists have been saying since Margaret Mead, that what passes for general knowledge in psychology is based largely on studies of individuals from Western, educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic, weird, societies. In social psychology, the subjects are mostly college sophomores at American universities. In child psychology, despite serious efforts to broaden the scope of research, many theorists still feel free to generalize about human development from local samples in the United States that are unrepresentative of, indeed outliers in, the human species. We now know that children are raised under a wide range of conditions and that human parents approach reproduction, infant care, and the rearing of toddlers and older children in diverse ways, many of them discussed in this book. Transforming Parenthood Parenting has undergone three major transformations in human history. The first began with the invention of agriculture and animal husbandry 11,000 years ago. As food production gradually spread, 
Parents became supervisors of their children's work in a home production team. A majority of humans lived this way, under varied agrarian conditions, for at least 3,000 years. For them, obedience to parents was a sacred virtue. Then, about 250 years ago, the second transformation began, as industrial production drew families into cities with factories, markets, and state bureaucracies, and productive work moved out of the home. In the 20th century, bureaucratic health care systems were established, children were sent to school, and family incomes increased. This second transformation is still underway. The world's urban population moved past the 50% mark for the first time in 2007. A third and concurrent transformation in parenting, known as the demographic transition, occurred during the 20th century when medical and social...